All right, Coast to Coast Combat Hour coming to you on a on a hot Tuesday night after uh, another event in the, at the uh, UFC Apex in Vegas. Ed Carball here, as always, with Matthew Hawkins. What's going on, Matt? How you handling the heat in the, on the West Coast? It's different kind of heat than what you're dealing with, but it's hot today. It's about 100 degrees at work, so uh, takes it out of you a little bit, but uh, that's what air yeah. conditioning is for. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I didn't put mine up because we usually don't need it out here in Jersey, but I think I'll be doing that after we're done recording. Hopefully my, my laptop doesn't explode. But uh, so what do you think of the fights? Uh, I mean, well, first, I guess we should jump talk about the news that everybody's talking about today. Um, Fight Island was announced um, for July. Oddly enough, we've talked about it on, uh, enough about International Fight Week and how different it's been and now now apparently there is no international fight week we have this fight island that's kind of not on an island um it's like what, off a, what a bogus <laughs> what a bogus announcement i mean yeah, let's let's bring up the announcement you know. here so fight island is really just in abu dhabi a place the ufc has been before uh not really sure what they had to do for any kind of uh you know they said they had to build their infrastructure and all that uh, in one of the richest countries in the world where they already have arena where they've had fights. So I'm really not sure what's going on. Uh, I don't know if it's in the same venue that they've used before uh, or what, but uh, yeah, kind of anticlimactic, you know, we, yeah. we had all these wild ideas and we should have known better probably. Um, yeah. A lot of people were thinking like Bodog and, and, you know, like a real like little Island. There was rumors that it was one, some small Island off the coast of Panama. I mean, uh, I don't know where people built get this shit from, but I mean, uh, like the UFC said, probably leaks it. They yeah. probably leak it. I mean, they're selling shirts for Fight Island for God's sake, yeah. and then it turns out to be Abu Dhabi. I mean, I'm just glad there's fights, but uh, I, I, I'm the whole idea was just stupid. It, none of it made sense. Uh, other than, I mean, it made sense. They sold shirts. They kept themselves. <laughs> they set themselves in the news for the last, you know, three months uh, with this. Yeah fictitious fight island thing so hey uh but you know you can't really complain with the fights that they they came up with uh first event the ufc 251 uh usman gilbert burns volkanovsky holloway peter jan uh, aldo nami yunas uh andrade Andrade, uh Van worried about that one. you know frankie edgar pedro munoz i mean the whole card right now is uh shoot uh volkan otismir versus uh prokazka uh, the 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 rising light heavyweight champion making his debut. So I mean, there's eight fights announced right now, and every one of them uh, is better than than what we got to look forward this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, I don't know, man. I, uh, I I I'm just looking at the yeah, there's Laura Sanka with the shirt of Fight Island, but I I don't I. I <sighs> I mean, it's uh, the whole month of July. So I, the, you know, I always try to look for a positive in uh, these announcements, and uh, and immediately got shot down the one positive that I was hoping for, which was earlier cards. You know, especially for me being on the East Coast and and you know doing the stuff I do. Like I had to be up, and I'm usually up for every pay per view. I'm usually up till almost three o'clock in the morning after you know watching the fights and then doing looking at the interviews and the post fight pressure to get my editorial together. 
for uh, MMANews.com, and then all of a sudden, you know, like uh, like that. Uh, what, what was that in uh, Saudi Arabia last year with um, Khabib and Poye? Like that card was amazing to me because it was early and over and done with. But I guess maybe I don't know. Isn't it like a thousand degrees too? In uh, oh Abidami yeah, it's, so hot. I, it's really hot. <laughs> I mean, they got to do it during regular times. They can't. I mean, they could get away with some of the fight nights uh, that they got lined up the following weeks, probably mm-hmm. doing earlier cards. But if you're going to have a pay-per-view on a Saturday night. Yeah, because uh, that's three days apart, 15th and the 18th. That's only three days apart. So. Well, there's it's the 11th, 15th, 18th, and 25th. Yeah. So that's... So we got a Wednesday, basically Saturday, Wednesday, uh, Saturday, following Saturday. Same same kind of setup we saw uh, when this kind of kicked off uh, when, when we had uh fight island florida um but uh yeah i don't know i mean you know you got you got good cards lots of fights uh so we'll see we'll see i guess how it how it unfolds but uh you know I, I what thought... do you like what do you like i mean i i kind of like that burns and usman are got made right away but i also you know like i said like i i think they're just putting together especially when you look at the news and stuff of the 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 back and forth with all the everybody retiring and John Jones and McGregor and all that stuff, and I, I think we're seeing the fights of the people that are just willing to show up versus versus you know like like trying to drag things out. It's like like if if it's a fight they can make, they're just going to make it now. I think there is a little to that. Um, they did ask Leon Edwards. He confirmed that he was offered the fight first, but uh, it's hard to get out of the UK right now. So. He was really the only other option. Masvidal doesn't seem to want. I mean, I, I think the reality is, and the UFC is not going to say this. And he, you know, they don't want to have Masvidal fight in an empty arena. They don't want to have Nate Diaz fight in an empty arena. They don't want to have Conor McGregor or Bones Jones fight in an empty arena. They, I mean, they, they're not going to come out and openly say that because it, it kind of diminishes the fights that they do put on. But they don't want to. They don't want to waste those guys. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't it doesn't financially make sense when, you know, what's in the in the fight world? What's another six months? I mean, dudes, you know, dudes never fight. Some of these guys never fight. So, I mean, if Nate Diaz doesn't fight for another six months, but he can fight on New Year's Eve in, in Las Vegas, then in front of a crowd, then what what does it matter? Really? I mean, I think that that's from a business standpoint. That's what I'd be looking at. Um, I love the Gilbert Burns getting the fight. I think he deserves it. Um, we talked about it, you know, we've talked about it several times. The guy's a workhorse and I like that mm-hmm. he's getting rewarded for, for, you know, not taking it easy during this, during this little run we've, we've had right now and um, staying super active, especially at the end of the year and, and just keeping his name out there, uh, being active on Twitter. Um, even if in joking manners, you know, willing to accept any, any replacement fight that, that would fall through. <laughs> Uh, I think he did a good job of marketing himself uh, and and gaining a, a following that he didn't have a year ago. A year ago, most people didn't even know who he was, um, and, and yeah. now now he, now he's you know seems to be one of the more popular fighters among among MMA Twitter. Uh, so I think that's great. Um, uh, the what other you know the Aldo Aldo getting the title shot doesn't make any sense never did make any sense but um that him versus yawn is a is a hell of a fight um a fight that i'd pay to go watch it just doesn't make sense for a title yeah yeah i uh i, I mean uh, i don't i didn't get that initially 
and now uh you know now it's kind of like it's kind of like like again what if if all the can get they're just making like if if you can get to fight island matt hawkins is gonna fight you know what i mean like it just seems like like they're trying to put together just names so that people to get people to tune in especially especially if it's going to be something that's like a pay-per-view and we can go back to the last you know all these pandemic episodes we've been talking about um <clears throat> pay-per-views and numbers and what what's true and what isn't because we don't really know like you said you've been saying we don't really know who's buying what so um yeah i mean i think they had even before this started they had aldo initially scheduled to fight uh Cejudo. so it's not like uh he's not a complete surprise that he's fighting for the title it just never made sense from the the moment that they ever thought about bringing him into the title picture uh after losing to, to marlon marias in his only 135 pound career fight uh, it just seems really strange, uh, especially uh, when you see the contenders um, out there and, and, you know, with, with especially with one of them really shining uh, this past weekend that we'll get to. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, I like I like three fights in a week. I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> it, it does seem like they they, you know, they kind of did it with UFC 249. It seems like they stacked the hell out of the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And and then we uh, we're going to end up occasionally with an event like we got this Saturday that's that's pretty lackluster. Yeah. Uh, so I I don't know I, uh, I I think it's great the UFC's put on fights. I haven't been super impressed with their you know this this uh, Apex uh, Center in Vegas. You know mm-hmm. I hear all this you know it's supposed to be state of the art and stuff. It doesn't look that great to me on TV. Um, I don't know if you caught any of the boxing. I didn't get the boxing tonight, but I got to see some of the stuff yesterday. And I mean, that arena they had set up at the MGM Grand and the convention center um, looked cool. Just a lot of lights, video boards, you know, it, just a different kind of feel. Um, you know, I, I feel like the UFC events, you you know, you're watching an event in an empty arena when they put it on. And uh, that, so that seems kind of strange to me um, or, or one by one complaint. But I don't know. Uh, a lot of good fights, like I said, uh, you know, a couple, one of the events, uh, Figueredo, Benavides 2, another fight that really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I think this is another one that they're kind of throwing together, uh, but it's because uh, the the should-be champ, uh, Figueredo, missed weight, and um, one yeah, of the main event, yeah, but, you know. Yeah, that, that, yeah, I'll, that's the first thing, that's the first thing I think of is when he missed weight and the, the fact that they're whip throwing that together, but... Um, Yuri, Yuri's making a comment here. See if I can't bring that up. Yeah, but McGregor's not going down to 135. You know, it might set yeah. up an, a rematch at like, I, I don't know. I mean, in theory, that wouldn't make sense if, if they were trying to get Aldo back to 145 belt. But I don't, I don't, I, McGregor's not cutting any weight. Yeah. I mean, I, you know. Well, McGregor doesn't seem to be doing anything since he's uh, retired for the third time. <laughs> <laughs> so... But I mean, hey, I mean, well, and uh, that that's that just goes back to what we've been talking about, how they're pulling these fights out of. I, I don't want to say thin air, but I mean, I guess he he made an interesting. Dana White made an interesting comment after UFC 250 during the post fight presser, where people were just kind of addressing the whole you know contract thing and all these people kind of on the same page as far as fighter pay goes, and he was just like, you know, there, there's people that are. I'm not going to quote him directly. Not that I mind cursing or whatever, but he kind of just said, "If you're not with me, then you're, 
against me. And um, it looks like the people that are on the bus that he referred to, you know, those are the fights that are going to get made, even if if they're uh, Aldo and and uh, and uh, who's who's Jose Aldo? Peter? No, right? Yeah, yeah, Jan yeah, yeah. used to be there. So, I, I, yeah, I mean, I hear Dana. We hear Dana White saying this. It seems like every couple of years we go through the same, you know, uh, chatter uh, as far as fighters complaining. He makes his claims, and then it just dies down. I did see a guy on ESPN go after him pretty good. It was on Twitter. I don't know if it was either today or last night. It was a it was video. Of, yeah, he yeah. went after him about uh, you know a former NFL player who was real familiar with the the unionization and, and player rights and stuff. And uh, yeah, I think it was the show with him and Kellerman, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. his name slips my mind, but um, I, uh, you know, he, you know, you could tell it, it ticked Dana White off and I, it, it, now that they're on ESPN, I think he's, it's just a matter of time before it becomes a little bit of a ticking time bomb and he starts getting called out because you're going to start having, he's not getting the schmo MMA media. And I don't mean the schmo, but a schmo <laughs> uh, MMA media guy asking him a question. Uh, yeah. Who's yeah. shaking in their boots and he, yeah, he's going to get guys that make, you know, a million dollars and work on ESPN uh, breathing down his neck. And that's going to make yeah. him uncomfortable. Uh, we always get yeah. told, you know, that we get told the fighters are, are, uh, are, are contractors, um, but they're not allowed to, you know, if you're a con, when I was a contractor, you get hired for a job, but you can take other jobs. Yeah. Um, when that job's done, you, you, you know, you, you can move on. Um, if you're, you know, if they, if you're, if the person you're dealing with breaks the contract, you can tell them to go jump in a lake. I mean, there's stuff like that. Whereas, and he keeps using that independent contractor is, is what he's using. And he uses that for his advantage, but there's nothing. It's basically so they don't have to pay insurance. They don't have to, you know, they don't, they, the contractor is supposed to take care of himself. He's just hired to do the work. Um, but they don't, have any of the real rights that an independent contractor would have and especially the ability to to move on uh and, and especially like in john jones case where his him being the champion he he basically keeps the only way john jones could really leave is if he gets stripped or and then loses a he has to lose fights and have his contract yeah. expire as long yeah. as his champ and keeps winning it'll automatically extend his contract and, and but that's and the thing though like for for their own marketability that losing doesn't really you know make them uh biddable for for other promotions so like you said, it, it, it's 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 people always use the term way back when before the sport got as popular as it is we used to hear the term sticky contracts and that's what makes them sticky like you're not going to lose on purpose to get to because you want to leave but it looks like the out contractually, and if you if you want to see like uh, uh, contracts, uh, Eric McGracken, who runs Combat Sports Law, has uh, has has it up on his website. If you want to see their like the standard contract, and um, I mean he's the other one that keeps saying. I mean because like he's addressed directly John Jones, Masvidal, and McGregor, and told them like you know you guys are in a position to start this whole union union unionization thing that we've been hearing for years. How many times have we seen these little union attempts come up and, and go nowhere? You know, the thing with Bjorn Rebney, I forget what that was called. Yeah, I, I already <laughs> mean either. Cause it's, it's not the first time Couture has been on Capitol Hill with the other guy that used to fight. That's on, on that's a, that, that works in government. Now I forget his name. Uh, they've called Mark Ratner out on, on stuff there, there. And, and it's just like, it, it's, this is not, this is not anything new. 
Um, oh boy, I hope I, I hope you don't lose me. I might disappear for a second, but it's not anything new. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, no, and and a lot of this it stems from the early, uh, early days, especially of Zufa and Dana White owning the UFC, where they where they lost. They didn't have the contracts that were as uh, binding. So they had situations where like Randy Couture as the UFC champion uh, went and fought in uh, Japan in, in, in Valley Tudo, Japan. And they had BJ Penn leave to go do his rumble on the rock thing. And um, you had uh, Merlo Bustamante leave as the champion to go to pride. And, you know, it, 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 it can screw stuff up. I mean, you, if you have champions leaving, it, it screws up the, the cohesiveness of trying to run an organization and, and stuff, but you can't really have it both ways. Yeah. We just lost dead there. So, you know, it's one of those things that just keeps going on and on. They, the, the, it, there's really a no win situation until uh, the UFC really opens up the books and starts paying these guys uh, enough to keep them happy uh, without keeping them happy. Uh, there's always going to be complaints. And like I said, now with ESPN uh, being aboard you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have a lot more outspoken people that are going to be uh, they're gonna be calling it into question. Um, so there he is, Ed's back. But um, yeah, is is with ESPN? I was just saying with ESPN now, it, it's it's gonna be a different ball game from Dana White. He's not gonna be able to dodge this, uh, especially if you have stars. I mean, just in the last couple of weeks, we've had Cejudo retire and be stripped. Uh, we've had John Jones asked to be released. And essentially now claim he's retired. We've had Conor McGregor claim he's retired. Uh, we've had Masvidal yeah. uh, ask for his release. Um, Nate Diaz never fights because he never thinks he's getting paid enough money. Um, <laughs> so like I, I was just saying, like, until the UFC opens up their books and, and really starts paying these guys enough to well, quiet them down, and, and it has to go all the way down the food chain. Yeah, and, and, um, and that's that's what I was saying before with McGregor. I mean, he's he said, like, they, there's – Project Spearhead is the latest attempt at, at getting everyone together. They have a website where they can download the cards, fill them out, and if, the, if they can bring the numbers together high enough, they can do the unionization thing. But, I mean, like we said, I mean, we, we've seen other versions of it. I mean, the thing is, if you get a few, you're not going to get everyone together because they know they can throw money at their higher-profile fighters to break that up. You know what I mean? So it, it it for it to work, it'll it'll have to take John Jones. It'll have to take Conor McGregor. It'll have to take one of the superstars to lead the charge. If one of them leads the charge, it has a chance. Um, just being the 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 prelim guys, uh, bitching and moaning and, and trying to do something, it'll it'll never work because there'll always be stars that'll be willing. You know, I shouldn't say always be, but until your stars are willing to be jump aboard, they'll just keep fighting the UFC. I mean, we, like we're seeing right now, how many guys are doing like two week turnarounds? Uh, uh, Hannah Cyphers who just lost last week is now fighting again next week. I mean, it's amazing how, when they need fights, all of a sudden dudes can fight like every other week, but uh, you know, the history of the last 10 years of MMA, you haven't been able to get a fight. It seems like if you fight twice a year, you're lucky. So yeah. it, it's always amazed me how how that worked. Uh, and you know the the Masvidal thing. I think I said it right after that the whole BMF thing with uh, Diaz. He he needed to strike while it was hot. Um, and look where we're at now. I mean, we're we're eight months later, and he hasn't 
he's still popular, but nowhere near as popular as he was uh, towards the end of, of 2019. Uh, and now who knows what he, they're going to do with him. Um, it sounds more and more likely we're, we'll, we'll get some other, you know, it's not going to be a title fight anytime in the next six months. Uh, probably more than that. Probably, you know, cause if they're fighting in, uh, in July, it, if Usman wins, he's, he hasn't been super active. Uh, Burns is going to, if Burns wins, he's certainly going to want to take time off. We've seen that. We've seen that routine before. You know? yeah, I'm actually and, worried. I'm, I'm worried that, it, that, that, you know, if all these, all this comp, I mean, he's been competing steadily since for like months, you know, like, like, like I'm worried that, it, that, that it might not work out for him, especially when you look at that, that, that we talked about the heat, the time difference and all that stuff, quick turnaround, like it might be too much for him, but yeah, but he hasn't really taken in his MMA bouts. He hasn't really taken much punishment. So, I mean, I don't, I think that that's good, at least on his body. He doesn't seem to be complaining about injuries. I mean, he's willing to jump right into camp. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I think, I think it's better. You know, I, I think if you look through the history of the fighters, I think the guys that have stayed active tend to be better. I mean, you look at some of the older guys that have, you know, 40, 50, 60 wins, you know, they also got some losses, but you know, to me, the, that's, it keeps refining themselves. And um, I don't know, but either way, I just, I think they'd lo- I think they dropped the ball with Masvidal. Uh, if they really wanted to get rich, uh, McGregor would have fought him in July or January instead of the, Cowboy. That was, you know what, the, that what, was what's the weird. About, yeah. Yeah. No, but the thing about the money, I think, and again, we're, you know, we're not exactly billionaires sitting. <laughs> Obviously, you're sitting in your in your in your fight room, and I'm I'm in my fucking bedroom, my little studio apartment here in Jersey. But it's like, uh, I th- I think the thing from the fighters is like, okay, if you have money, because uh, if you saw the, I mean, Dana White did a lot of interviews today, not just that one from the Get Up. He did uh, you know, TMZ Sports and a bunch of other places, and one of those. He mentioned that they've secured their own airline too to get these guys over there to Abu Dhabi. So it's like, okay, you're, you're you're talking about infrastructures and islands and all this stuff like that, and cordoned off areas with a fighter hotel and dining and all that stuff. So you have money for all of that, but you can't just have us all come to the apex or the fighters that can't come to the apex and pay them. You know what I mean? Like, like I think that's that's part of. That's probably part of why there's they're wanting more money or wanting to renegotiate their contracts. It's like you're spending a lot of money. You're talking about how expensive things are. So it looks like you have you do have the funds to pay us, but you're spending it on other things. And and when you could just move forward, you know, like they could they could technically just do things at the apex until you know what I mean. Well, in a except, sense, except for the international, yeah, stuff, it's obviously. the international fighters. So that's why this whole fight island thing came about, which to me also brings up a good point. Then is like, why are you, why are you flying Gilbert Burns and Usman to Abu Dhabi when you could do that in Las Vegas? Why yeah. are you flying? I mean, it, it should be this should be safe for the Whitaker Till fight. This should be safe for Volkov and and Blades, which which is what they're doing, but. Um, you know, and I don't know where I don't know where some of these other dudes live. I don't know if uh, Figueredo lives in the United States or in Brazil or or where. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, a lot of the fights, uh, you know, uh, Frankie Edgar, Pedro Munoz. I'm assuming 
you know, both those guys are in the United States. They don't need to be flying those guys, you know, 15,000 miles or whatever the hell the distance is to, to uh, <laughs> well, you know, I guess it's not yeah, as far yeah. from the East Coast, but, you know, whatever it is, 8,000 miles. Yeah. Um, it, it, so that that seems weird to me uh, that I would I would you would think that they would be focused. It's like it's, on, it's like it's more it's more financial trouble than it's worth. I but, that's the um, way I see it. I mean, yeah. how do you like to be Frankie Edgar, fly all the way to Abu Dhabi, test positive for COVID, and have to fly all the way back? <laughs> yeah, you know when you could have when it could have been in the United States, and he's at least East Coast, so you're still flying you know three thousand thirty five hundred miles even to Vegas. So maybe it's not as big of a deal for him, but uh, any any West Coast fighters that are that are flying to Abu Dhabi, I mean, you're talking, you know, you, you're looking at you're almost at a you know that's what a fifteen hour flight or something like that. I mean. Uh, it's that's pretty extreme and, and yeah. uh i don't know that just doesn't make sense to me i would do all international on those um when you got when you got a fight like holloway uh and volkanovsky where you kind of have to you know it's international and and so it's that that's you do that one out there because you got to get volkanovsky um there you know so i, I don't know uh, but anyways i i mean i a lot of fights uh hopefully they they hold uh, from what we have announced so far, and yeah, and and we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, I can't really. I guess we should the, talk about. <laughs> yeah, what's I mean, that? The, the fights they've put on so far have been good. Uh, the events have been good. Uh, most yeah. of them have lived up. So I, I mean, I don't mean to complain about the product itself. It just seems like the logistics of it are, are a little odd. Uh, uh, yeah, to say the least. You know, I mean, like had, you said, we like the fights so far. Uh, this past weekend, we had the most recent pay per view UFC 250. I mean, there was uh, some pretty significant finishes on that card. I, I think it was one of the cards that people were kind of on the fence about, but um, I, I wasn't unhappy with it. Uh, I mean, well, what stood out to you outside of uh, the those devastating knockouts from Gar and uh, O'Malley? <laughs> I mean, pretty much that. Uh, Alex Caceres, uh, prelim main event, uh, <laughs> was an underdog to Chase Hooper. And he really put on a great performance, one of the yeah. better performances of his career. Uh, O'Malley, you know, I, we both predicted him to win. He he did it. Uh, I think, you know, at some point, you know, Eddie Wineland's a, a great veteran, but uh, we need to see O'Malley versus somebody that that's a real super threat to him. I think, uh, and and then that'll and, and he's a he's really one. He's one win away from heavy recognition, and then he's probably two wins away from a title considering how how popular he is uh and and he should not in my mind he shouldn't be in my mind he's about three or four fights away from a title but the ufc is gonna use him uh with his popularity uh if he can win he needs one more big win and i think they'll they won't hesitate to to drop him in somewhere especially if we keep keep up i mean there's no reason for not a quick turnaround i don't have any injuries he faced no ufc i'd push him out again um he was another one complaining about money too in his post fight interview. I mean, you know, I mean, so. he's he's an open, you know, uh, opening pay per view fight at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know what he's getting paid though, so uh, I'm sure it's nothing great coming off of the contender series. Uh, Neil Magny, we both picked him to win, and uh, you know, he did his thing, a uh, close fight uh, with Martin, but uh, you know, yeah. When, when I saw Martin didn't get that takedown. I kind of thought in my mind I was like that verifies that 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 maybe uh, Magni was too big for him, you know. But um, yeah, it kind of went the way that that I saw it was going. He get he 
uh, what is it, 16th win at Walter Waite and uh, only three behind George St. Pierre now for the for the UFC record. So uh, it might take a couple years, depending on who he fights in his, in his next few bouts. But uh, it's hard to believe at some point he's not going to pick up four more wins uh, if he if he, you know, he go four and four over the next eight years. And, and uh, I mean, he'll get up there in age, but uh, with the record out there, uh, it, it seems like he's he's pretty much a shoe in to break it. Uh, the big three fights of the night, uh, Aljamain Sterling, the guy I hinted at earlier, uh, who really should be fighting for the title against Jan. Uh, rear naked choke, first round. I didn't think he'd do it. Uh, Sandhagen gets choked out uh, quickly, and uh, and Sterling looks great. And yeah, he, any, any abuse. He's been wanting it for a while, so I actually did. I saw him winning. I didn't see him winning like that so dominantly, but uh yeah i mean he's uh he's been stomping his foot on the ground for a while to get a uh, to get his uh, shot at the title and i actually wrote in my uh one of my previews uh you know um they these guys had to do something to make to cause especially after dana white had announced i think it was the wednesday before that, that this was the title eliminator so uh yeah he's already he's secured his spot no more arguing on Twitter and calling anyone out. Him and Peter Yon have exchanged barbs before, so I think they feel like they're going to wind up facing each other anyway. Because you know, Jose Aldo is uh, you know playing with fire at 135. I think. I mean, even though I know he did well or whatever, but still, it's uh, you know that that's we we already talked enough about that. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, you've seen Sterling and Yon go at it, but I feel like there's while they're going at it, it's it's almost from like the same perspective because they both have earned really a title shot. Uh, so, I, I mean, I feel like they've been calling each other out, like, let's fight, let's do this. Let's. It hasn't been really a disrespectful kind of thing. It's been like we're kind of both being thrown under the bus right now with uh, with all these other crazy fights being put together. Let's 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 get the two, you know, top two young ch- championship contenders together. Uh, and, and and do this. So uh, with Cejudo out of the way, it really it made it easy at that point. It opened up the door for for both of them. And uh, I mean, Aldo's not going to be a walkover. Uh, it's going to be a. It, but you know, it's hard to see him uh, getting the win in that fight personally. But uh, next fight, another prediction. I was wrong. We were both wrong. Hafiola Sunsau gets knocked into 2022. Uh, with that was bad. probably one of the most, I mean, not probably one of the most devastating right hand punches I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, especially from the the smaller guys, one thirty five. I mean, he cocked, loaded, and smashed that that punch, man. I mean, that was that was like video game, like you know, rear, rear back and and letting. I go. I thought I thought Asuncio was going to retire because he. He was taking off his glove. They were announcing the, you know, when they were talking to Garbrandt and stuff. Um, I, I, he commented on it. He put on on Twitter like the following Monday. He's like that he watched it a bunch of times and he was like, you know, good on Garbrandt, but Jesus, I mean, like you said, uh, somebody compared it to Roy Jones Jr. because Roy Jones used to do that where he put his hands behind his back and kind of looked away and then went right back at you. Yeah, but he actually funny. never did look away. Uh, yeah, Daniel Cormier pointed out how how when he went down. He was already looking at his chin, so he can throw that 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 whatever the overhand right hook or whatever that punch from hell that he threw. I mean that that was uh, 
Uh, and I mean, shout out another shout out for New Jersey because he that's from him stepping outside of his comfort zone, coming out here and training with Mark Henry. Shout out to Pino's Pino's Pizzeria. That's uh, Mark Henry's Pizzeria, literally in the in the town that I live in right now. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty uh, pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, I mean, knockout of the year right now. I mean, uh, it, that was it was that was brutal. So. Big win for Garbrandt. I mean, his career was basically uh, his UFC career was certainly teetering. Uh, a loss there would have been four in a row, and and uh, would have been a tough, tough one to come back from. Now, again with uh, Cejudo out of the mix uh, and his name value, uh, he, he he jumps right back into the fray of you know uh, five or six names that that can be you know put into a, uh, a hat really at this point and drawn yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Big That's probably how him. they're making fights anyway. <laughs> you know, we don't hear from the matchmakers and stuff that often anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Amanda you know. uh, Nunes, main event. Uh, we both picked her to win. Uh, I thought she'd finish her earlier. Uh, Spencer, I should have known how tough she was based off of her cyborg fight. Proved her toughness. Took a took a whooping, uh, ass beating for, for tw- a solid 25 minutes. Uh, but never Tough back kick. down and never stop coming yeah. forward. Yeah, and she, uh, Nunez, I think it was like plus 500 for Nunez to win by decision, which was one of the better bets to make if you're going to bet on Nunez. Um, I know that because that's what I did. So <laughs> I'm pretty happy about that. Well, you'll be able to afford a haircut, it sounds like. Uh, yeah, yeah. And when, they, when the barbershop's open in uh, two weeks, maybe. With our jackass <laughs> governor, but we'll get me started with that. But uh, yeah, I mean, Nunez uh, cements herself uh, as the uh, you know the, the the current goat of uh, women's MMA uh, in, in UFC specifically. And um, I mean, I don't know what's next for her. I don't have any idea who the heck. I mean, they assigned Arena uh, uh, Aldana uh, to fight. Uh, Holly Holm in, in sometime in July, I think it is maybe yeah. early August. Uh, if Aldana wins there, I think that she then gets uh, the shot at, uh, at Nunez. Uh, but as we've seen with Holly Holm, Holly Holm could get knocked out in the first 10 minutes and possibly get another <laughs> or 10 seconds and get another title shot. So I don't know. I mean, hey, the UFC she liked them some Holly Holm. That's for sure. <laughs> she cleaned out the division. I'm not real sure what, uh, what they're going to do. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they fold the 145 pound division doesn't seem to, or at least it becomes, you know, a a division that nobody even really talks about. And maybe we don't see the belt defended for another two or three years. Yeah. I I feel like super fight because he, he doesn't seem he doesn't, he's not interested in Shevchenko uh, Nunes three um, for 135. And, and I just feel like for her, I mean, there's nothing left for her to prove. She, she'd literally beat, everyone there is to beat anywhere for her, the weight classes she's in. I mean, home Rousey, Tate, uh, you know, cyborg. Um, now, now it's just like, like, I mean, how many more people do you want her to play with for five rounds? I mean, again, and Felicia Spencer, if anyone had a chance to shock folks, I thought it would have been Spencer, um, with how tough she, like you said, she kept walking forward and stuff, but, um, maybe a, a one or two super fights, like maybe do the thing with Clarissa Shield if you just want to make a bunch of money, and uh, you know, but somebody uh, 
somebody, uh, I think it was Joe Rogan during the broadcast, was like said, Clarissa Shields start training takedown defense just for just to make something happen because it's just like, like you said, what else are we going to do with her? But if she wants to retire and call it a day, because I know uh, her girlfriend, uh, they're going to have a kid together and stuff. And so it's like, hey, man, live your life. I mean, you- I, 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 I don't think she should retire. I think, if anything, she should just keep beating the hell out of people and, and pretty much <laughs> and not getting touched. You know, I mean, she's yeah. not taking really any damage. Uh, now, that can obviously change in, in, in a matter of one fight. You could. You could take a beating of a lifetime, but she's yeah. not. I don't see anybody out there that is. The only fight that really makes that that I'm interested in is a rematch with Cyborg, and that's not going to happen. No. Um, so I, I don't I don't really know what the Shevchenko fight I'd watch again. I mean, both of those first two fights were good uh, and close. Yeah, but... and they've both evolved so much since the last time. It, I, I, I'm interested too, but you know, we got to see what's in the matchmaking hat for the next. Uh... What about, your, what about your what about your what about your girl from your shirt the PFL right there? Uh, oh, that's they, the training they're, partner. They're, they're training yeah. partners, yeah. yeah. So uh, that that's not going to happen. Although that would be a fight that would potentially. Mm. I mean, there. Who else is out there? Yeah, no, I mean, but you know? I mean, even of uh, um, Kayla Harrison has even yeah. admitted they're light years apart in experience, and I'm sure, but it would be one of those fights that. It, it it could potentially be interesting if Harrison is able to to land takedowns. I mean, uh, so far she's been able to in all of her MMA fights. Yeah, uh, against, against would... obviously competition much much lower than than Nunes. Yeah, I mean she's she's admitted that that uh, Nunes does get the best of her in sparring. So I have a feeling it wouldn't be much different than what we've been seeing. <clears throat> Perhaps, so. perhaps, but it would be one that would at least have some. Oh yeah, it would definitely have some fire it behind would it. Be some buzz behind it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I just don't see what what they're gonna do with it right now. So they could. Uh, I mean, it'd be a nice. It'd be nice. They're both under ESPN. You could do your, a little cross promotional PFL champ versus UFC champ, and that'd be good for both promotions as far as eyeballs coming out of a pandemic, looking for to to get something going, but. Again, you know, no, we know I Dana forgot White. Tra- I forgot their training partners. That, that's not happening for. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, Usman never. and Burns are training partners, and that's happening. But everyone's view on that is different. Personally, I don't like it. I don't like, uh, you know, there's too much knowledge there. I know Henry Hoof said he he's probably stay home, like for uh, Usman and and uh, Burns said he he he's rather stay home and not even corner anyone because, you know, it's it's a weird. It's a weird culture, dojo culture, gym culture, whatever you want to call it. But it's not it's it's kind of not cool, but uh, you know, again, it is the fight business and uh, you know, when it, when business gets inserted into anything, the loyalties can always change unfortunately. So Yeah, I mean, I to me it's different because Burns is put in his due and and for him to turn it down might be something he never gets another chance. Harrison would be jumping into something just to kind of fill the void of the division right now. And mm. that, that makes a lot less sense uh, with her, especially being as, as raw as she is in her career. Uh, it potentially could be, could be really bad for her, but yeah. uh, it's just one of those fights that, that stylistically be interesting. You know, Durand to me is an interesting fight. If she could learn to do a, stop a takedown, you know, I mean, if, if but but again, you know, she embar- she was embarrassing and how she got taken down. As soon as I hear Durand to me, I think UFC 208, and I'm already yeah. writing it off. 
So I mean, I mean, we 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 do have fights this weekend. I mean, we got about we got a little bit of time left, so I guess we should talk about this weekend's fights. Let me see if I can bring back that screen before my technical difficulties that I have. I mean, no offense to anybody fighting on this card, but it really is uh, not a whole lot of of interest. Uh, or I mean, I, I like Cavillo just because. I like Cavilla because she's uh she's uh got a lot. I mean, I, I like I like her 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 rear naked choke wins that she's she's secured. Yeah, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong that that's a good fight. I have no problem with Ivers Cavillo. I think that it's a it's a good fight, but it's it's a good like headlining prelim. Um, I also you know. like this fight here with yeah. The- that's probably the best fight on the card to be honest. If if everybody uh, shows up, uh, Borg versus uh, was it Dashavili. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean that that's the fight that has potential fight of the night uh, written on it right there. Yeah, uh, but I mean, just there's, I mean, hey, hey we can we look, can get shocked by by eyeing and oh, oh, I, I, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, the fights could be great. This could be they could turn out to be the best eleven fights of the whole year. But I just don't see a lot of meaning in any of the fights, and that's where that's what generally that's what separates the UFC from like King of the Cage or or Titan for that matter is that you, the fights really mean something in the grand scheme of MMA. Titan not, it has their, you know, if you're a champion in Titan, you're you're moving up the thing. It's more of like a king, king of the cage or kind of a regional show. I mean, this easily could be like a regional card. Uh, this this could be a Titan card, you know. It, it, maybe not with Cavillo and, and I headlining it, but, uh, you know, that, that fight right there could be the headline of a, of a Titan card and, and with the rest of this filling it out and I don't think anybody would blink at it. Um, but Andre Feely, didn't we just watch him fight too? seems like these dudes are turning around quick. Uh, or, or was it again? I, I think it's just logistics. If you, you ain't hurt, you're around, you know, you're next. You get your, yeah. you're up again, you know, I mean, we get the Carl Robinson, uh, Marvin Venetti, uh, or Vittori fight that was canceled. And, and there was some, uh, hotel hijinks after the, Did they not have an image of Charles Jordan. Why do they have nobody there? Oh, it's not loading. That's my laptop. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was it? They got his record accurate. They don't. They have Jordan. Yeah, they have the record accurate on that fight. So uh, they seem to do pretty well with with the the lower uh, ranked guys. But you know, it's a light heavyweight fight. Uh, Vittori, one of the guys that uh, I mean, I. I a lot of people think that he beat uh, Israel Adesanya. Definitely gave him his toughest fight to date. Uh, but uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, he 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 took a round in that fight, and uh, it was it was fifty fifty going into the decision who who was going to win it. So, I mean, it's it's fights. Uh, it's ESPN Plus, uh, I believe, is the entire card. Uh, as you've stated earlier or, or other times, it, I believe they do will replay it on ESPN or ESPN two. Uh, at least the prelims later in the night. So there'll be uh, that. And uh, that's this yeah. Saturday, uh, 3 p.m. or 6 p.m. Eastern time uh, prelims scheduled to start from, from Las Vegas, from the apex. So uh, 11 bouts and, you know, it's fights. Uh, not really going to complain. The, the the beat goes on. And uh, with the announcements for July, it looks like we got fights pretty solid through August. We also saw, uh, I think it was August 15th, 
is the date right now for Miosic and uh, Cormier three. And then September, mid-September, I don't remember the exact date, uh, is the target date right now for Khabib and uh, Gagey. So there is some big stuff out there. I'm interested to see if we ever start getting crowds arriving uh, anytime after summer. Uh, but, uh, you know, and, and then, you know, we should start hearing some announcements from Bellator pretty soon, I would think. Uh, we're yeah, a month we're, out we're from in... July. That was always the rumored start time for them. Yeah. And uh, I've seen a couple of their fighters kind of, kind of start to make little hints on social media that they're getting ready for things. Some some always stay ready. So um, I think you kind of have to when you're an active fighter on a roster with a multiple fight contract. So um, yeah, man. I mean, I'll be curious to see what they do if they try to do an empty thing or if they uh, if they go to like Mohegan. Uh, they kind of do the Indian reservation uh, tour. Well, the, last, the last thing they said was uh, closed closed studio lots at, at one of CBS uh, studios. Um, so in New York or in, in LA? Yeah, on the West Coast. So I feel like that's the safest thing for them to do. Just do that. Kind of like what we just said with the Apex. Like just use your location that you have secure, cleaned, and things set up um to do things um, um you know bellator doesn't go international that much i know they have fighters international that come over but i mean you have you they, they there's so much talent that wants to fight i think that they, they can get to them especially on your side of the country um maybe they could probably do a pretty good job there if uh if um if they do do the the closed studio a lot on the west coast i mean if they come to mohegan the Northeast is obviously creepy, scary when it comes to COVID because uh, the Northeast numbers were so high, and uh, I, I just think that the the is risk Mohegan, is, is Mohegan open now. No, not not yet. Uh, I get I get emails, updates, and none of them seem to be. None of them have been the same. They just uh, they continue to re- remain closed. See, I think I, I mean I haven't been down to Pachanga, but I believe it's open now. So I'm wondering if if. You know, they could have their bigger events maybe behind closed doors, but if oh, they want to, yeah. if they kind of want to do the smaller tour, you know, of, of, I mean, I don't know what the deal is in Thackerville, Oklahoma, but you know, they got the, uh, they got the other uh, correction on the, on uh, Mohegan. I, I did get an email towards the end of May that they're they they began their reopening process this month as of June first. Yeah, but. uh I mean, I'm sure they're going to avoid having big things going there, but yeah. I think I think after the the fourth, I think in about another month, I think you could start seeing that. I mean, if you if you have arena, Mohegan's huge, but uh, like if they were to do the the West Coast, the one in my neighborhood, you know, you're looking at a couple thousand people, and I don't know uh, if if in another month or so, uh, if that's if that's something that they would even be interested in trying to sell tickets and and getting some kind of gate revenue. To, to so help, uh, their announcement says uh, Mohegan and, and uh, Foxwoods because they're both reservation land. Neither property will open its concert venues, buffets, or poker rooms, and tenant restaurants will be open for takeout only. So I don't think events are going to be there that's as soon as we would like. But um, yeah, I mean, listen, it's weird out here, especially in the Northeast. I don't know how things are about by you, but I mean, depends on who's running the show too. My jackass governor extended the 30-day 
uh, state of emergency again for another 30 days last week. And then today he says he's lifting the stay at home orders. So who knows what the hell's going on? Yeah. I mean, you guys got hit a lot harder. I mean, I honestly yeah. couldn't even, if it wasn't for seeing some people wear masks outside, I wouldn't even know that it even exists anymore. <laughs> that's, that's really where it's at. The amount of traffic, the amount yeah. of out. I mean, you can't completely dine in at all places, but yeah. uh, some of them you can. It's up to the restaurants. The restaurants are choosing not to do it, uh, I think, because they basically have figured they've, they're making decent money with the takeout. So why even why even risk it and go through the, the process? But but, don't uh, get me wrong. The governor lifted his stay in order today, but nobody here has been following it. Every time I go out, there's, there's, there's people all over the place. Yeah, but like hair salons opened here last uh, last Monday. Not here. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> bars are going. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's what I mean by like, some of the smaller reservation fights that they have where they have smaller arenas, not Mohegan Sun. You're looking at 12,000 people. I'm just wondering, pandemic if, hairdo. you know, Bellator could realistically hold an event like a Pachanga and really have a 500 person crowd charge $150 a ticket. And, and, and make you know whatever that adds up to i know it's not a lot of money no so it's, it's funny you say that though it's funny you say that though i don't know if you saw it. if you go to mmanews.com's youtube channel my interview with benson henderson that was literally the monday before the pandemic was officially declared and he said because uh everybody there at that at that uh that media day in new york city you know there everybody was in that room wanted to fight each other and benson henderson said to me he was like Put together the fight right now. We're all here. <laughs> like, let us all fight each other now here in New York City. Sells the tickets for a thousand dollars tickets. He was like, everybody will make money and and it'll sell out. And uh, that's that's pretty much. I mean, it's pretty much the idea he had. And like you said, now it looks like it's more viable because I mean, the real you know, like you're someone like yourself. If it's if you can get to it and you can get a ticket, you're going to be there. You know. You know, and then I mean, some of these places. And again, it won't work for UFC. Now, UFC, like, I, honestly, like, this Kavite card we had now would have been the perfect Tachi Palace card. Uh, you know, that's like an outdoor arena. If you do an open air outdoor, you put, you know, 2,500 seats kind of in a parking lot, basically, with a cage in the middle. And a lot of these, it seems like you can make a little bit of, of money behind it. I don't I, I don't know if the, it's worth the risk or the, the hassle of, of even setting something up and yeah. moving it in and out of the arena and the, the rental cost of the arena and stuff. Maybe all that uh, supersedes the, the, the profits you could make from a crowd. But um, I think the first event that starts having crowds, no matter what sport it is, I think that they're going to make a killing because I think people are going to be uh, jumping at the bit to – you know, I mean, I'd go yeah, watch but, a tennis yeah. tournament at this point. I'm ready to go. <laughs> you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to get out and and, and dude, they they they've opened. We have only had one drive-in theater in this state for like the last few years. Now a couple of them are opening up, and and I think like you had to pre-purchase tickets, and they're sold. Like 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 you said, people are just ready to, you know, I I, I you know, I think we're, we're like people are just ready to to get out and do something, you know. Yeah, and I mean, I with the the. Yeah, with with everything that's been going on, I think people are uh, have reached their breaking point in, yeah. in, in a lot of in a lot of aspects of life. But yeah. uh, it, with this, I mean, and, and you know, I, I think people are going to see the damage that shutting everything down kind of caused, and uh, they they are seeing it. So I think people are just want to get back at it. And uh, are you, are you finding that people have forgotten how to drive? <laughs> 
yeah, I mean, it's just Southern <laughs> California. Nobody knows how yeah. to drive around. Uh, thank God it's not, it's not the, you know, we don't have rain right now. Otherwise, it would be probably chaos. But uh, no, it's just weird. It was like there was a flip of the switch and it went from nobody on the road to, to just, you know, grid gridlock traffic again uh, on oh, the way wow. home from work. So uh, it's, it's, it's weird. But, uh, you know, I, the people I talk to uh, and, and, uh, maybe my my group of people weren't all the people that were ready to to lock down right at the start of this they were always you know they, they kind of leaned the other direction but um almost everybody i talked to is is happy that this is coming to an end uh ready to go out um the numbers they see and the and the people that are really in, in threat of it uh are not them in theory uh based off a lot of the numbers so they want to get moving and 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 uh start making money again and and people that have businesses need to just get it open and uh without without that their i mean their life ends if if they can't make money i mean that's that's the way of the world and uh yeah you end up getting a whole you know we got a nice little check but uh nothing that's going to support you know no. me, me and you are able to make money uh we, we were the lucky ones uh, that got that got some money oh yeah us, absolutely but, uh without without a steady paycheck uh that twelve hundred dollars would have looked you know that would have bought dog food so yeah. um you know, but anyways, that'll wrap us up for this week. Uh, we'll just keep uh, keep on the Fight Island news uh, into next week, and, and we'll have the results of this weekend's card. Uh, follow us at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins, on Twitter at MMA Hawk Twenty One. Uh, also on Instagram at MMA Hawk Twenty One. Uh, follow Ed at Carbazal on Twitter and Carbeerzal on Instagram. Uh, Till next week, Ed. Yes, sir. Enjoy the fights. Yep, you too. Hey, guys. Ed here. East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions and some the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, the Blogboard Jungle. Um, thanks again for listening. And if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout on the podcast, maybe uh, bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again. <laughs>